Welcome to Girlfriend Let's Talk, the podcast designed for you, a space to have girl chats where we can talk about all things womanhood to Christian life. From what we survive to what we need to succeed, we can share our stories helping each other through all the highs and the lows. We help, we love. Girl, let's talk with your host, Reva Hart. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk podcast is powered by My Story, the magazine, a magazine that empowers women, their faith, wellness, and personal life. Today, our guest is Shonda Matthew. Shonda, how are you doing today? Hey, Reba. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited. First of all, just want to say thank you for your amazing story, The Unstuck Champion, that is featured in the March edition of My Story, the magazine. How many books have you written? I just released on Valentine's Day my third book. Wow. Shonda, she is originally from Montgomery, Alabama. She majored in English at Alabama State University. Her degree is in Church and Leadership Administration from Beulah Heights University. Her work centers around helping people, helping women break free from the things that keep them stuck. She does that through books, blogs, and beyond. And she's a wife to Daniel and a mother of four. I love it. Who is or what is the Unstuck Champion? Yes, I am Shonda Davis Matthew, better known as the Unstuck Champion. The Unstuck Champion is the woman who survived all the attempts of the enemy, who dodged all the fiery darts that were thrown at her, all the attempts that were made to hold her down, to silence her voice, and ultimately just to stagnate her destiny. She's a winner who has basically emerged from ashes. And I want to say that she's not perfect. She is definitely scarred. Oh my gosh, she's scarred. She's bruised, but guess what? She is not broken. The Unstuck Champion is a survivor. I'm her. So that's a little bit about why I identify with that Mm -hmm. name because I have been able to break free and I consider myself a champion. I always tell people I am winning because the battle is not over, but we are winning and we are overcomers. Yeah, that's who I am. What you submitted in the story, you did touch on about being a young mom. What was the hardest challenge for you being a young mom? There's a lot of pain back in Montgomery. I wasn't a teen mom, but I was definitely a young single mom. I was about 23 years old when I had my daughter. And like a lot of single moms, they have the typical financial struggles and just not being able to have. I was blessed in that regard, Reva. I had a strong support system. And, and you know, Montgomery is actually the capital of Alabama. You know, we just elected our first black mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, after all these years. So I love my hometown. I go back whenever I can. Still have a lot of family there. But, yeah, I, I can honestly say that we really didn't miss a beat. I would say the hardest challenge for me was probably the realization that I had allowed a generational curse to continue in my family. And so while I wasn't a teen mom, I am the product of a teen mom. Mm. My mother was teen when she had me. And she fought really hard to overcome all the challenges and the stigmas and things that are associated with an early pregnancy 
And I was supposed to beat that. I was supposed to do better. And I found myself in that situation. So also I grew up in church. And so it was very strict. I grew up in a strict church. and But there was a lot of shame and embarrassment associated with that. But thank God I was able to overcome. But it was a process. Like I said, my parents were very active in church. And my dad was a deacon and my mom served on the mother's board. And it wasn't expected. It just mm-hmm. wasn't. It was very frowned upon. And I'll share this with you. I, and this is in my story, I experienced something called a silence. I don't know if they had that in your church, but Mm. literally it was where when a young lady is pregnant, you can attend church, you can come to church, but you're not able to stand, you're not able to clap your hands, you can't lift your hands. Wow. You literally sit there as though being pregnant and single without a husband is not shameful enough. I didn't realize it until much later on in life. That experience had deep psychological damage on me. It, it caused a lot of issues, and I'm not here to bash anybody. I love right. my former pastor, but we got to do better as a church in right. loving people back to life. It really mm-hmm. had an effect on me, and one of the things that helped me through was counseling and therapy, just mm-hmm. talking out, talking things out. So that was a tough experience to endure as well. What do you see or can share that we need to work on as women within ourselves? Love and your identity, knowing who you are, Mm -hmm. goes a long way. And I will tell you this, I found myself in a relationship with a man who was not available. Long story short, he was somebody else's husband. When it first occurred, I just thought I had met a nice young man I was interested in. And one thing led to another, and I ended up pregnant, like I said. Now, the mistake, the thing that made it worse is that when I learned that he was married, I didn't cut the relationship off. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started on a downward spiral. Just to be honest and keep it real, in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, you uh, you say you love him. Well, guess what? I love him, too. You got a baby? I got a baby, too. I made the best woman win. That was my 24-year-old mindset. And right. as I said before, when the enemy has his claws in you, he will mm. help you make a fool yourself. Shonda, I so appreciate you sharing your story with us. Can you tell us what changed? What was the turning point for you? So a lot of hard lessons I learned, but at the end of the day, I got tired of being second best. Something woke up in me. I'll never forget. I was at a women's conference in Mobile, Alabama, and we had what they would call testimony service. And some Mm -hmm. people still do. I don't know. It was almost like something like an out-of-body experience just lifting me up out of my seat. Naturally, I'm headed to the mic. People think I'm going to sing a song. Reva, I got up there and I couldn't stop talking. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop talking. And I literally told all my business in mm-hmm. front of that women's conference. But mm-hmm. do you know, at the end of the night, I felt so free. And I was in my early 20s, but I had 40-something, 50-something-year-old women coming up to me saying, baby, you don't know how much you helped me. He was saying to me, I'm in that situation right now. And I just thank you for being honest and being open. And it just felt 
I don't even know how to put it into words. I felt like God was proud of me. I felt like God was proud of me for the first time in my life. And so, yeah, that was the thing that really kind of changed the trajectory of my life. I didn't finish school, became very angry with my children's father because I was able to see him matriculate and graduate and get his degree. I had a lot of sickness. Shonda, when did you start writing? What brought out the writing in you? That strong support system I was talking about earlier in my parents said, um, we're going to move to Atlanta, Georgia. I said, do what now? Who? And they said, yeah, your dad's taking a job. We're moving to Atlanta. And I had a decision to make at that moment. And whether it was out of fear or whether it was just the hand of God and my destiny, and uh-huh. I moved to Georgia with my family. And that was the beginning of, I tell you, it was just an amazing journey. Um, that's when I started writing. You mentioned that I'm an author, and my first book was called Pages from My Journal. That was mm-hmm. in 2010. And Reba, I just looked up one day, and I had a whole stack of journals. Wow. I mean, a stack, like a stack. <laughs> when I would get to the back page of one, I couldn't, the Lord wouldn't allow me to throw them away. And I was sitting there, like, having an audible conversation like we're having right now. Like, what am I going to do with this? It's, it's gone. I can't, but I mm-hmm. couldn't throw it away. Fast forward. It was so easy for me to write that first book because all I did was extract pages from my journal. Wow. Cleaned it up, had somebody edit it, right. and there it goes. You were like many women think that getting into a relationship with a single man to find out he was married. Because I'm sure there's somebody who's like, why did this happen? Why do men do this? How do I get over this? Well, you know what? Like I said, my 23, 24-year-old mind could not process it. I was not mature enough. Now, having been married for 15 years, and I'll tell you about that sexy thing later, having been a married woman, I can tell you, I just believe that all the time, marriage is a commitment, and it really, truly does take work. I used to hear people say that, and I thought it was just like an overused cliche, but Mm -hmm. no, it really, really is, and if people don't put the time and the investment into their relationships and their marriages, it can go dry. It can go for whatever reason. And rather than men turning to their wives and saying that or having a consistent date night or whatever it takes, sometimes they start looking outside. And a lot of times they don't look for a strong woman who knows who she is, who knows what she's going. Nope. They look for a young girl, but you know what? It's not. I don't want you to be discouraged if you found yourself in a situation because mm. it's not about age. It's not about a number. It's about your self-worth at any age, at any stage. But then sometimes, on the other hand, you can be a victim as well. And so mm-hmm. it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Like I said earlier, that's not so much where I think the fault is. If you're in a situation and something like that comes to the light, then it's your responsibility to bag out of that thing. I don't care mm-hmm. how in love you think you are. You got to bag out of that. There's nothing to be proud about. That's part right. of my story. So I had to embrace it. And some that are probably still stuck in that place. And it's going to be so encouraged to read your books and hear what you have to say. Shonda, what is your superpower? Oh, you asked some excellent questions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? 
When you said something, I want to back up a little. You said somebody sure. that stuck. You said someone that may be stuck in that situation. And I'm going to have to stop you right there because I believe that you are never stuck. Okay. That is my motto. You are never stuck because you okay. know why? There are resources. Mm. There are women like you. There are women like me. Mm-hmm. There are books available. It's all about a desire. How bad do you want to get out? Sometimes mm-hmm. I think people are enjoying their men. If you want to be free, you can be free. But that being said, I think my superpower is that I'm resilient. I don't quit. I have the gift of bounce back, Reva. And by that I mean, if you knock me down, I'm going to find a way to get back up. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that I can't, I'm going to hurry up and show you that I can. And that's the only way we can make it. You have to. There are obstacles and there are trials and tribulations every day. Oh, so what? We just going, we, you know, we black women. We don't stay down. So I would just say I'm a resilient woman who has endured a lot. And sometimes I say, oh, gosh, it was a lot. But you know what? Every lesson, it was for a purpose. I wouldn't be talking to you now. You didn't see something about my story that you thought was worth sharing, you know? Yes. Okay, we talked about my first book, Pages from My Journal. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go in order. The one that I just released is called Nameless Wonder. Nameless Wonder was birthed out of a desire to highlight those sisters in the Bible who we all know. We know them, but for whatever reason, they weren't given a name. But they mm-hmm. definitely had a story, and they had something to say. Wow. Okay, women like the Shunammite woman. Women like the Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. The woman with the issue of blood. Neither one of them have a name, but didn't they have some awesome and amazing stories? Talk a little bit about how the Proverbs 31 woman was doing so many things. And sometimes we put so much into motherhood that we do forget who we are. And I talked about how sometimes, even out of sequence, people are confused. Some women are confused. They think the children come before the husband. That's not so. I don't know where that notion began, where it started, but it's not in order. We are to love them and to raise them to be productive citizens. But when those children are gone, who are you going to be looking at? Your husband. <laughs> you don't be looking at that husband, so you yeah. have to nurture that relationship and you have to do some self-care. What do I love to do? What makes me happy? What do I get joy from? You had hobbies and things that you love to do before you were married, so why you got to drop all of them? You better hold on to a little bit of your identity, sis, is right. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. way... It won't be such a hard release when it's time to release. That's just a nugget. Wow. Yeah. So do you have any other projects coming up or are you in the entrepreneurial lane outside of you being an author? So I always joke and tease. I said a lot of people are stuck between a dream and a job. You know what that dream is. You know what their purpose is. But you need that check right now. Yep. And you just have to find a way. You have to create a lane. And that's what I I do with Chanda Davis Matthew Enterprises, leaving a legacy through books, blog, and beyond. So I write, I love to worship, recorded some music in the past, available out there on iTunes. And I didn't mention, lastly, my second book. I went out of sequence because I was flowing with the story. So after I wrote pages from my journal, I really didn't want to put that out because that was my life. That was my mm-hmm. personal business. But 
I felt like I had to, but once I was obedient to the Lord and did that, I was able to lighten up a little. And my second book was a Christian fiction novel called A House Built on Sand. Basically, the storyline is of a young man that really had himself together. He was uh, professional. He was well off and he was saved. He was spiritual. And he got involved with a young lady in his church who appeared to have the same goals as he did. But on the other side of the altar, things began to come out. Let's just say that she wasn't all what he thought it was. And so the storyline is, can something that was built on a lie survive? Wow. Because their marriage was built on a lie. Can it survive? And so that was what the second novel was about. And I do have some readers who are just on me about a sequel. It's in the works. It is in the works. I promise you. That you um, can't leave a cliffhanger on that. Yeah, you have to have at least uh four <laughs> I absolutely do and it is in the works at twenty twenty. But I just hope that something I said has caused someone to be blessed, someone to be inspired, someone to be encouraged and motivated to unstick yourself. I don't care what you're stuck in. There is a way of escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that they will connect with me on Instagram, Shonda Davis Matthew, and Facebook is Nameless Wonder, which is the name of my newest book. But you, my website is svmenterprise.net, svmenterprise.net. And just connect with me that way whenever I'm doing anything new or I'm doing a lot of empowerment speaking. I would love to meet you. I would love to hug you and just let you know you're not out there by yourself. You're never by yourself. There Mm -hmm. is somebody that's willing to be in the trenches with you. Yes. And that's just what I'm called to do. I'm not above it. I'm not beneath it. I'm right there because Thank God someone was there for me. Hashtag in the trenches with you. I love it. For our girlfriends that's out there across the world, I am Reba Hart. This is another episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk podcast. We love, we chat, we cry, we learn, and we heal. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk, powered by My Story, the magazine. Stay connected with us directly through our website, www.mystorythemagazine.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram and Facebook at, at MyStoryTheMagazine. If you would like to share your story or like to speak with us, please send us an email through hello at MyStoryTheMagazine.com. And as always, thank you for having Girl Chat with us. Until next time, girl, go be great.